If people are not familiar with Louis Theroux, he is a British documentarian and filmmaker, although I think his parents are American or one of his parents is American and he spent most of his adult life working either in America or doing documentaries about American subcultures. He actually got his start working on TV Nation, which brings in the uh, Michael Moore connection. All roads lead back to Michael Moore. (laughs) And his style of documentary is basically that he will go into some kind of subculture or go and meet either some sort of slightly eccentric uh, celebrity or go into some group. It might be a religious group or he might be meeting people who have some particular strange job or hobby. And he kind of poses himself as a... He's a sort of slightly awkward mannered guy especially considering he's English and he's often speaking to Americans he comes off he kind of looks like like Harry Potter (laughs) and you know he's got glasses and he's sort of a bit gangly and awkward looking and he poses himself as this slightly clueless man who's just going around sort of bumbling and asking people vaguely sort of naive questions Uh, but this is very much a persona that he has kind of deliberately put on and has spoken about as something that kind of takes people off their guard a little bit and he hopes that therefore he can kind of shed light on these people and their lives. He did a movie about Scientology called My Scientology Movie and he's done things about various religious groups, he's done prisons, he's kind of done everything. Had you guys been familiar with Louis Theroux and had you seen kind of many of his documentaries before? I actually think I've seen almost almost all of them, including the sort of the weird weekends. There's also the When Louis Met miniseries, yeah. <laughs> which is six or seven episodes. And I haven't seen all of them because I, I honestly haven't heard about of some of the people. Like, it's they're very British. Yeah, yeah. But there are some pretty fascinating ones. I think my personal favorite... Well, there's two. There's the one where he meets the, the sort of Tory couple who are the like Hamiltons. one of them... The Hamiltons. The Hamiltons. So the ex-Tory MP. And they're fascinating because they're just completely obsessed with attention, even if it's negative attention. So they're they're kind of an early example of like people that whose brains get broken by Twitter where they get owned constantly, but then they can't stop getting owned and they actually just thrive on getting owned. I've never thought about it in those terms before, but that is an incredible... They're the corn cob couple. Right. They were artists ahead of their time. And then the other one that I really like is when Louis meets Anne Whittacombe because she's just such an unbelievably strange person and it's it's really interesting the scene where he goes to the farmers market in one of the sort of tory shires she represents to see who are these people that like what is this popular constituency that actually supports Anne Whittacombe so those are those are some fun ones but i guess the the most Louis through of the early Louis through stuff are those kind of weird weekends where he goes and he meets the UFO people or you know, the various members of cults and things like that. And, and they're they're fun. I've probably seen maybe seven or eight of his movies. I generally like them. I generally like him. I think maybe a reason why I haven't delved deeper into it is there's something about him that I'm suspicious of or that I have a chip on my shoulder about. And I'm not even sure that I'm being fair to him, but he is this unflappable, well-mannered Brit who kind of takes you by the hand into these either unsavory or dark or sometimes tacky landscapes. And I'm not sure how to articulate this, but there was one that I started watching and didn't keep watching, which was one about extreme drinking. 
basically people who who drink themselves to self harm, and it opens in a I remember a very upsetting way. And Louis Theroux is there. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I really want to be with this guy, Louis Theroux, this kind of charmingly bumbling guy in territory this dark. Now, again, I'm not sure I'm being fair to him, but there's something about him that's like, you know, he is a brand. He's a kind of a funny guy. And when I think of what is it, the, what is his worldview? What is something that unifies all of these subjects? You know, what are his politics, basically? I'm not sure what it is aside from, oh, let's let's go into these weird, strange territories. And in fairness to him, I will say that because he's, you know, the sane, sensible Brit who takes you into these areas, he can be a great conduit for empathy. So I recently watched a film of his called A Place for Pedophiles, where he goes to this institution that's basically a place where convicted pedophiles and sex offenders are held. And they try to be rehabilitated, but most of them don't get rehabilitated. I thought it was interesting to watch because through Louis C.K., you can... Not Louis C.K. Apologies. Definitely not Louis C.K. You know what? I was thinking about sex offenders. That's how I made that Freudian slip. Through Louis Theroux, you can talk to these people and gain some greater understanding of them or some semblance of empathy for them while still keeping them at a distance. And I think maybe there is there is a service to that. All of this is to say that I have conflicted feelings about Louis Theroux and not Louis yeah, C.K. I, I have conflicted feelings. I'm glad to hear that he does. I didn't really realize he did some things where he talks to weird British people as well because my sense of him is as a proud American, I find him somewhat offensive because he seems to treat our people as just weird. Like this, we're just this den of weirdos. And he comes in and he finds all the different extremists in America of different kinds. And he's fascinated by... And there is that, that there is this thing where, you're so right, he's so very concerned with understanding people deeply. And that's kind of like that. But there is also this mixture of like this lumping of things that are profoundly sad and disturbing and things that are just weird. Like, you know, it's like the pornographers and UFO people and, and survivalists and pedophiles and people with like serious mental illnesses and people like the Westboro Baptist Church one is like, like a lot of abuse clearly going on in this place. Right. Like, you know, and, and it's all kind of lumped together in the category of like, you know, things on the extremes of life. And there's a there's a part of me that thinks this is kind of an almost like an elevated kind of Jerry Springer where it's like, let's bring on the, the or like a like a like a freak show kind of a thing where we all want to think it's an exercise in empathy right Jerry Springer always pretended it was a big exercise in empathy and understanding but really it was just kind of look at all the weirdos on the yeah. margins of life I think a really great illustration of this is that when he did the When Louis Met series, which is him just meeting various like eccentric British people, and this was in maybe the late 90s, early 2000s, one of the people he met was Jimmy Savile, who, if people are not familiar, he was an eccentric kind of TV personality and, and radio personality who died in maybe 2013, maybe like five, six years ago. And then it came out afterwards that he was a massive sexual abuser who had abused maybe like hundreds, even like thousands of young people and had all these strange connections to people in 
politics and the royal family and power and all this horrible stuff. And so he did this documentary in the late 90s, early 2000s, where he kind of didn't really, he kind of, he poked in a little bit because there had always been some sort of rumours, not necessarily that he was an abuser, but that he was kind of a strange character or had some sort of, you know, ambiguous darkness about him. But it was mainly just like sort of poking and kind of looking at the, the strange man. And then in maybe, yeah, three or four years ago, he did this documentary following it up, basically being like, oh dear, I did this documentary where I was supposed to be finding out all about this person and I missed that they were this like massive sex offender. And he couldn't quite... It, it, I mean, that's, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like to make that type of documentary. I don't know how you would make that successful <laughs> because it's a difficult position to be in. But it kind of ended up, with him not really managing to introspect or managing to kind of discover any deeper truth that was of any great interest it just ended up being this sort of awkward thing where he couldn't quite understand what had happened or what the purpose of the documentary had been I guess I wonder with Louis Theroux, what is his, what is the overriding mission statement of his filmography? What are the things that he believes and what are the things that he's fighting for? And what, what attracts him to these disparate subjects aside from the fact that they're all sort of sensational? You know, you can, you can, you can analyze what the mission statement of, say, Frederick Wiseman's filmography or even Michael Moore's filmography is, but I'm not sure I can with Louis Theroux. One way to think about it that will certainly be familiar to regular listeners of Michael and us, you know, one of the one of the things that we're fascinated by persistently is these kind of films that are about either politics or kind of a hot button cultural issues, but are sort of themselves without politics. I think Louis Theroux actually does have a, a project that, you know, kind of editorial project. It's just that it's a limited one. I mean, he is you know, a conduit for, you know, empathy. He's somebody who, you know, he's very kind of non-judgmental in the way he approaches people. And that is, that is a project. I just think that it suffers from all these limitations that people have been pointing out because you are left to ask, well, you know, why would you make, you know, these editorial choices? Why would you choose these particular subjects? What do they have in common? That kind of thing. And I mean, it leaves him in a position where he can really, you know, typically anyway, make only the blandest statements about, you know, the topic in question, particularly if it's, you know, a really uh, loathsome group of people like the Westboro Baptist Church. He can he can make the kind of generic statements about, well, these people are so clearly, you know, hateful and ignorant, but but it can't really take you, you know, beyond that. You know, he's not a he's not a sociocultural archaeologist or or whatever. He's not he's not doing, you know, rigorous analysis of, you know, how does the Westboro Baptist Church fit into the, you know, the broader issue of cults or anything like that. So I think there is a project that's just kind of a limited one sometimes. Yeah, it really reminds me of what another documentary filmmaker, Adam Curtis, has called Odearism. Right, mm -hmm. right. Where it's just kind of looking at someone being like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, dear. oh how sad oh how unfortunate oh, oh those poor people oh those poor strange broken people 